0: roll down tide from the clark ford studio in oxford mississippi this is the beer garden presented by oxford crystal
1: like to hear a little bit more conviction in your take though there was a lot of maybes a lot of what ifs a lot of questions you need to just get on here you need to fire and and put me in a position where i have to tell you that you're wrong
0: and now here's your host neil mccrady
1: nice nice Welcome into this edition of The Beer Garden, presented by Oxford Crystal. I'm your host, Neil McCready. Today on the show, going to talk NFL a little bit. Chris Landry of LandryReport.com joins us. We talk about uh, the NFL draft format, what he's hearing about how the NFL is handling uh, COVID-19, how that might or likely will affect uh, OTAs, mini camps. Report dates, that type of thing. So we talk about that with uh, Chris Landry. We're going to get him back on in a couple weeks to talk more draft-specific stuff. Meant to do that today, but we had a uh, technical glitch, I believe on his end. Uh, Shockingly, because it's usually on mine, uh, that impacted our ability to continue recording. But it's about 36 minutes of NFL talk with uh, Chris. I think you'll enjoy it, and we'll get to it in just a minute. First, let me tell you that we're brought to you by... The Oxford Crystal, it's Highway 6 West in Oxford, just next door to the Oxford Exxon. The drive through is open um, pretty much all day, and they have delivery. They use Uber Eats. They use Grubhub, um, DoorDash. So you can uh, have all the goodness at uh, Oxford Crystal delivered to you. You can go through the drive through uh, Those guys have been great to us. Think of them when you are uh, ordering out, when you're uh, getting carry out here in these odd times. Uh, Highway 6 West, they've got the uh, all the crystals, the pups, everything. They also have the uh, new fresh cracked egg biscuits, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits. They've got the uh, $1.49 Crystal Catch Hush Puppy Battered uh, Fish Sandwich. And, of course, they've always got the Scrambler Breakfast Bowls that we tell you all about. Again, that's at Oxford Oxford Crystal, Highway 6 West in Oxford, right next door to the Oxford Exxon. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662 257 is the number. Call it. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. And uh, the rest is up to you. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. And he's going to prove that to you when you make a call. 662-257-1900. We are also brought to you by LB's. LB's Meat Market 2008, University Avenue in Oxford. They've got curbside service here in these odd times. What you do is pick up the phone, make a call, call Greg Jones and the people there at LB's, Six, six, two, two, five, nine, two, nine, nine, nine. Tell him what you want. He's going to get it ready. You can prepay all that stuff. Uh, when you come in, when you get there, he'll bring it out to you. No problem. And you get all of the freshest cuts. I know sometimes some of the grocery stores are running low on meat. Uh, Greg's got a great uh, stocked up supply there. Fresh fish on Thursdays. That's Atlantic Salmon. Uh, Wild caught Mississippi redfish, tuna, amberjack, and more. Of course, uh, beef, chicken, pork, um, all sorts of stuff. I did a, uh, I did a bunch of different things. Uh, I did a I did the big bone in pork chops recently. Uh, did the Denver steak recently, which was absolutely incredible. You need to ask about that. Uh, it's one of the coolest things I've had. It was absolutely fantastic seared it on uh, all four sides. It's almost like a a meat cube. You sear it on all four sides, and then you reduce the heat, bring it to your desired temperature, bring it about six degrees under your desired temperature, take it out, take it off your grill, wrap it in foil, let it sit. About 20 minutes, all the juices are going to redistribute. That residual heat's going to get it where you want it to be, and it's a meal that uh, you and, and your family won't forget. So if you need a treat during these times, Highly recommend that, and of course, all their sausages are fantastic. So call them, I place your order, be a uh, a fun family night here in this uh, situation that we're dealing with with the coronavirus. So that said, uh, LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. Also, we're brought to you by Community Mortgage. It's located in Oxford, Memphis, DeSoto County, and Chattanooga. It's thirty plus years old, one of the oldest mortgage companies in the Southeast, all of the underwriting and the processing is done in Memphis, so you know you're getting local underwriting that understands your market. It's also the leader in condo financing in the Oxford market. So ask Jason Lowe about Community Mortgage's float down option, which allows you to lock in the current rate, but if rates go down before you close, you can get the lower rate. J-Lowe, J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Now here's Chris Landry with Landry Football. And remember, this kind of ends abruptly about 36 minutes in as uh, we have a technical issue that we just couldn't figure out. So uh, you'll hear a lot from Chris, and we'll get him back on in a couple weeks closer to the draft and talk about what the draft uh, looks like uh, closer to the big day. Here's Chris. Chris Landry of Landry Football, kind enough to uh, join us here on uh, this April the 1st. Chris, uh, welcome into the show. Thanks so much. I hope you are uh, safe and well. Yes, yeah, safe,
0: doing well. i obviously working on a lot of draft prep, so that's kept me busy. But certainly, uh, um, even though I don't have a lot of time to listen, uh, certainly got the news on one of my TVs as I'm looking at film and preparing uh, and doing the draft meetings. It's been a unique experience. Um, spring is we've not had the pro days um, except for a couple of them early that's been all shut down so uh, a lot of the meetings have been the the video conferencing style and uh, uh, we got kind of word of how the draft's going to be handled inside each facility and what the directives are there it's uh, it's unusual time but as I tell everybody that kind of complaining in my world that we got uh, small problems compared to bigger issues that that's affecting our
1: society yeah, it has most certainly been a unique time, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I you you read the stories about the people that are at the front lines of this thing. You know, the medical providers and the doctors and the nurses and the the, the people in the hospitals, and it it, it really minimizes uh, our issues. Those are people that are literally fighting a, a a life and death kind of a deal every single day. Yeah,
0: no, it is. It's and you know just the people that you know, have to go out and fight this and try to, to help people. And uh, I think it's just, it's disheartening to, you know, everybody's scrambling for what their needs are to protect themselves, but then they're sitting there every day trying to, you know, help people that are, you know, contracting this, this awful virus. And and trying to, everybody else trying to, the you know, the economy's tanking, which is, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, byproduct of you know the health problem. So it's it's a it's a health disaster. It's an economic disaster, and you, you know, and you 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 think, uh, hey, look, we're going to be we're going to come out of this, and and eventually we will. But uh what are we going to have to go through? The fires that we're going to have to go through before we come out on the back end? It's just um, it's sometimes a little bit too much to bear, and I. I I find it interesting listening to the experts talking about it, the medical experts, by the way. I'm not a big believer in the political pundits either way because they will spin, but the medical people, you could tell... Uh, they're trying to warn us with certain things. They're trying to prepare us for certain things. And I think it's a fine line. You don't want people to panic. And guys know that anybody that's going to the grocery store, that there's a, a panic. Um, it's like a hurricane that's coming in, except it's like it never ends. You know, growing up in Hurricane Alley in Louisiana, you're very familiar with, and in, in my, uh, in South Louisiana roots, it's 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 almost like a hurricane is coming this weekend Type effect, but it's been—it's like it never ends. It's—it's—it's it's, it's always there. You don't want to make people panic, but then you also want to make people realize that you know everybody's got to do their part, and we're probably looking at tremendous sacrifices that are far and beyond which we've already had to sacrifice uh, to this point.
1: Yeah, it's it's well put. Um, all right, we'll start here. The NFL draft scheduled to begin in three weeks. It's not going to be a typical NFL draft, but they're going into it as of this moment with the NFL. I saw with the, uh, some owners and maybe the, the commissioner. I can't remember who now a story that I read earlier today, but like you said, you read a lot these days. Uh, and, and they said, Hey, we're planning on having a traditional season, planning on it, starting on time and, uh, going along the, the traditional season path. It, so assuming that is the case, uh, This draft format is going to be different. There's, as you mentioned, there's a lot no no pro days, uh, a lot less face to face stuff. How will draft prep in the last three weeks change for for organizations uh, now as opposed to you know in the past where you would have the benefit of the pro days and you'd have a lot of more material on, on in your hands and you'd also be able to have those face to face meetings that that are so important in the last you know last days and weeks building up to the draft.
0: Well, the biggest thing is the medical physical. So when we go to Indianapolis for the scouting combine, the most important thing we do there is the medical physicals. All the team doctors and trainers are there. And, you know, what they do is they designate certain players for what we call rechecks, just meant to be specifically what it is we need to recheck them medically and every year in april and this year it was scheduled for april 10th we have the recheck physicals which there's not much publicity to it none of us go there it's it's just the doctors and and they bring anywhere from 50 to 75 guys in that range depending on how many guys are designated as that well that's canceled so all of the guys that have medical issues uh, we're having a hard time getting that. The other thing that's done is teams will bring up to 30 players. You can bring up to 30 players for visits uh, to your facility. Uh, where you can meet with them face-to-face, get to know them a little bit more, you can put them on the board, you get a complete medical-physical. And so between those two things and then going on campus for face-to-face interviews and pro days, and I think people may not realize it's not just a pro day, but you have a day and you go in and, You take a couple of players out, maybe the defensive line coach would take the defensive lineman, and maybe the receiver coach would take the receiver, and you take them out to dinner the night before, and you really get to, to get a good feel for them. All of that's wiped out so you don't have that you don't have the benefit of that now no one has that so it's a level playing field but it's a playing field that just doesn't have uh, enough information on some of these players and so to some degree I wouldn't say we're going blind but we're going with less clarity than we ever had before leading into the draft now it was on a was on a couple of subcommittees and we had a conference call, gosh, it was now a week, 10 days ago. And a lot of general managers are, you know, we're complaining about let's let's postpone the draft. Let's push it back and, you know, give us more time. And maybe we can get physicals. And basically the owners, the, the comp, the, uh, the, um, the, the, the league committee um, with the owners said uh, management council is just basically it's the same thing that when they canceled march madness most people said why why don't why did it cancel why do not they just postpone it cuz they knew they talked to the medical people that yeah. hey, this this is not something that let's uh, hey let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll try it again next week they know that it's going to get worse and anybody that's watching the news and i'm sure everybody is to some degree this is going to get worse and in in fact around draft time or certainly right before it could be the peak of this going even more viral and the peak of deaths in this country and everything as the draft is coming along so it's not like if we push the draft into into July that we'd have a chance in June to be able to go back to normalcy and that's not happening this is for the long haul so the commissioner said just like with free agency yeah you realize those guys can't come in and visit we're gonna have it at the same time so you're gonna to have to deal with the draft and it's going to be a problem you're, you're not going to know as much you're going to have to take some chances but there's no alternative delaying it doesn't help because it's just not going to happen we pretty much know we're not going to have any otas there are going to be no mini camps i mean you know what we do in may what we do in june not going to happen the the, their hope right now is that training camp in late July could start on time. But that's the best case scenario, and that is what we know as of April 1st. But probably on June 1st, we'll see how that is. I mean, I think certainly like in college, we've got, you know, a, a, each conference shut things down to like, you know, April thirteenth, I think it was the Big Ten. Yesterday, said uh, we're extending that through the end of May or whatever, because <laughs> they know that it's you know we're not there's no reason to keep that debt. Let's extended back because we we'll just we'll address it then. But just the reality is it's it's uh, it's it's not a good situation, and there's certainly I believe a a, a plans behind the scenes in the NFL to maybe, you know, A, you got to prepare for the season, but I think there's contingency plans. And I think it's all going to depend upon n- – none of these decisions are going to be made by the NFL or by college football administrators.
1: It's going to be made it's by the made, health people.
0: Made, by the health people, that that's, that's absolutely going to determine what we can do. If people are going back to some normalcy and and we could do that, then then great. We may see that. If they can't, well then we won't. We're going to be in the same situation. Um, but I think what's going to happen is is obviously they'll they'll make the assessment. See draft. I mean, other than having fans and players walking the stage, the the old the the. That activity, which is not relevant to it, we can still have meetings. We can still have virtual meetings, and we used to have a draft. I mean, when I first started in this league, we didn't have any of that. It was all done, you know, by phone, and it's still going to be done. Now, here's the thing that we just found out a couple of days ago, which was a relief. There was a rumor going out around the league that they're going to make. The general managers and folks have to do their draft from their house, meaning no one could be there, which you talk about a disaster because nobody has most people don't even have landlines in their house and you're going to have to get all that done. Well, at least we got word that the rules are that, you know, you can have 10 people in your draft room, which some don't have more than that. A lot of them do. You know, owners, friends come in for show and tell all that nonsense is 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 out the window no more than 10 people in your draft room and you got to be six feet apart now who's going to be there to monitor it? but but the reality is that's what they're trying to do now i don't know and everything's subject to change i am thinking that in new york new jersey california seattle where things may be appear to be a little worse uh i'm guessing that the governmental officials will show them a little leeway like for example if if in new york they said no you, you can't you can't be together. I, I would imagine they'd look the other way and say, "All right, look, you, you can you guys go and do it." But that might be the only thing that would be a little bit of a, of a of disconcerting. But you know, you're going to have the the league office. I'm guessing they're going to have a studio set up probably in Mount Laurel, New Jersey where NFL Films is, but it could be somewhere in New York in a studio and it, it's probably going to draw great TV ratings. It's the closest thing yeah. we will have had to sports yeah. and they're just going to announce it but the Players are not gonna be there and all that and not gonna be the fanfare, but we're gonna get it done. That's not an issue. The issue is gonna be getting together. Everything is virtual teaching, which we're doing in college now in the SEC um and the Big Twelve has approved that. I would imagine the other conferences will, will do the same and that's what's been allowed uh with NFL teams to virtually teach and um, until uh, further notice, we, we don't know if we're going to have a training camp or a season, but I think they're planning for the season and planning for other options. The one thing I've been discussing, and I don't know what the league's going to do, they're going to announce the NFL schedule May 9th. I thought they might push that back. I am curious just because you don't know. Like For example, just this is one contingency I'm not saying this is going to happen but if it looks like pushing the season back might be an option by the way it's going to still be a 16 game season this year not 17 that's going to be voted on to start either in the next couple of years but the logical thing would be to just cut off four games that you play against the other conference because each division plays a team in another conference division. So like the AFC East will play the NFC South in a given year. That would make the most sense to cancel that out because those are the games that are the least significant in determining who the best teams are in each conference. So I'm wondering if they would, maybe consider front loading those games the first part of the season so in the event that they had to cancel it or back it up and training camp had to start september 1st and said you know i'm curious to see certain things like that as well as you know they're preparing for a full season and uh, again none of us are going to know until the medical people tell us what we can do
1: you know it's uh and I want to get to some football stuff and get your thoughts on some football things, but it's it's interesting. You and I talked about this a little bit before we got started. I think you and I both agree that the optics of a college game without fans are such that it won't happen. I think we're both on that boat. With, with the NFL, which is different, the players are getting paid, It's they're professionals, it's a different thing. In your opinion, and I know you don't know the answer to this, just kind of your gut, would the, would the NFL Players Association and the and, and the league owners sign off on a plan to play the games essentially for TV only with no crowds? I
0: think there's certainly a better chance than, than obviously college because what it would take is the Players Association would have to agree to it. And there's risk involved with players, there's risk involved with everybody, but there's money left on the table from the TV networks if they don't do it. And so nobody gets paid. So they make me more inclined to do it. And if you could do it, uh, and again, I'm talking out of my you-know-what because I know nothing about this stuff. But let's just say that these 15-minute tests becomes a thing now to where you, you could make a bunch of these. I could see a scenario. And again, I'm not predicting. No one said this. But I could see a scenario where you got all these tests and you can, in 15 minutes, determine if, you know, if if things are safe. You still can have people, you know, that that are working from home. But but the coaches and, you know, people would be spread out. And, you know, I I think you maybe could see it. Um, And I could see that being a possibility. Uh, It's not ideal. Obviously, you're going to lose a lot of money because you're not going to have the people at the games. But you'd lose a lot more money if it was canceled altogether because you' lose the t v money so I could see it. It would be awkward. I don't think that they're I'm sure they've discussed that that's not being let out. I think that they're trying to obviously to let's just call it like it is is you i think season ticket time has already been you know underway, but I'm sure they want to have as many people sign up for season tickets so putting the front like yeah we got a season we're planning on it you're not saying there definitely is a season but you're putting out the word that yeah we're going to have it i I think a lot of that's going on i just think there'd be a better chance of the nfl doing that than in college where if we as we've talked about there's no scenario where if campuses are closed and kids can't go to school on campus, there's no way they're playing football. I mean, it's a different element. And I know that most people listening, they care about you know the football team and they don't care about what the players are doing in school it is still student athletes that's how they look at it and and it is not i think they're going to be more protective of the college player whereas the nfl it's the players association that would have to decide it and obviously the management council which is the owners would have to decide it so i think it's a possibility i don't know how you know, much of a possibility it is. But I, I just I I see it a little bit differently in that I, I think it's gonna to be tougher to pull it off in college and let's just not kill ourselves if we don't have a college season. I don't know what it's going to do for a lot of sports. I mean, it's going to cause some drastic changes. We probably could have a lot of non revenue sports that maybe get eliminated, and it's probably going to be men's sports because there's only so much you can do. If Title IX is still going to be in effect, uh, you can't cut, you know, uh, ladies' sports, girls' sports, because you've got to have. The Title IX effect, uh, but it, will that be relaxed? I mean, there are whole lots of things that we never thought we could even get yeah. into. Yeah. That athletic administrators are going to have to look at and say, "Look, this is not uh, when we made this rule and when this took place, Congress uh, or wherever. You know, we got to look at this." And so, if we don't do this, then look at the ledger. There are two sports that makes mo- That makes money one mainly that makes money and if we don't have this we can't afford to spend two and a half million dollars on gymnastics or whatever
1: and so oh yeah men's track whoa, whoa. uh swimming uh a lot of that stuff it, it gets it gets in in real jeopardy fast there's no absolutely men's tennis absolutely. men's golf um, absolutely yeah, all those things It just it, there's no way around it and and um for a lot of for a lot of programs the 11.7 baseball scholarships are out the window that's over you can't keep doing it it's it's uh it, it gets I, I talked to someone in athletics I, I guess yesterday who just said whether it's january or whether it's march if there's a way to play the football season we have to play it that's the only priority and if it can't be done in the fall you figure out a way that maybe it can be done in the spring maybe it's some bastardized version of, of a college football season, the, the the traditionalists who are like, well, what does that mean for the next year? The answer to that is, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, but you know, you got to do something to get the to, to honor the TV contracts to play the games. Uh, people say, what does that mean for the bowls? I mean, hell, I don't know. It doesn't mean anything for the bowls. It means that you no. know, it means you, maybe you do the bowls in April. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is, is as, as you're saying, and, and I promise we're going to talk some football in just a second because I want to get your thoughts on some things that have happened and the draft, but. The truth is, as of this moment, no one really knows. The assumption, I mean, the the plan for everyone publicly is we're moving forward. We're going to play the schedule as scheduled. But behind the scenes, people are talking about all of it, like backing it up. Like you mentioned, training camps in September, start a season in October, start a season in January. Who knows? I mean, the college game and the NFL game would be different. People say, what would that mean for the draft? I don't know what would that mean for the high school seasons i don't know what would that mean for recruiting recruiting signing periods i don't know no one knows it's just going to be a new it's 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 this is something that obviously no one was prepared for and right. uh, you know and and and, and we're going to see just how smart and uh resourceful people can be
0: yeah a lot of out, outside the box thinking but you know certainly the extracurricular activity i mean Look, I mean, I'm going to go into the assumption that if kids can't go back to school physically, that they're going to continue, I guess, for as they're doing right now in the spring, just do online classwork. So they're going to graduate. So if you know kids that are in high school, um, they don't play football next year, they've still got to move on to college somewhere. And now you're recruiting kids um, off of what they did in the 2019 season this past year. And... <laughs> I mean it's it's it just becomes a, a you know for you speak of the difficulty of dealing with the evaluation process for the draft. well, we already know that the April fifteenth evaluation time frame on uh, um, off campus for college coaches is done so it, it is it is uh, it's not like people can turn around and say well this is how we would do it i mean you're going to have to come up with creative ideas because you can't look and say well how did they do it back in 1918 when the spanish flu took place because none of this none of this was around there you know how did the
1: panthers f- handle that draft yeah no that's right you know we, we didn't we didn't have pro football then we had college football but it wasn't a little and different. outside of, yeah outside of
0: yale and harvard and you know if it just didn't have these type of issues that we're dealing with. And, you know, we got no way to look at this and say this is how to do it. I mean, the closest thing is, like I said, is when we've been involved, I know, like in Katrina, and those things affected uh, us in Louisiana a great deal. And it, 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 it had some effect throughout the entire season. But what's different is, everybody's gone through this. So there's nobody that can help you with this. So yeah. L- LSU can't take a home game and go to Tempe, Arizona and play a home game at Arizona state. You know, I mean, it yeah. can't do that now. And none of this, none of it makes any sense. And I really can't wrap my brain around it. I'm as much as I'm understanding and learning more every day about this, I'm still in a, in a bit of a state of shock every day i wake up and i you know for for at least 30 seconds think it's been a bad dream and yet you know it it it's you know it's like cold water to the face that this is reality and i don't i don't know what's going to become of it quite frankly and i'm not one of these people that's a pessimist or an optimist i tend to look at it analytically and i'm trying to figure out how this is going to work out and some of the things I'm not quite sure I have answers to. I know other people probably do, but maybe they they're you know they're not willing to or they don't want to go out there and answer. It. For me, it's the vaccine and how do we solve it? Because as we talked about it before we went on the air is, we can practice social distancing and we can certainly hopefully flatten the the curve. But if we go back, what does it mean when we go back? when we go back to work and go back to school and we do all these things, is it going to start up again? Because if it's not going away, then it's going to be there, and all we're going to be doing, which is really important right now, is give some relief to the medical facilities that are just overwrought. But, you know, we're going to go back and start from ground zero and cause the same problem again after another two months? Because this has been pretty quick now. I mean, I know this is – out there in china in january but i mean my goodness i mean it's only been like what three weeks when we were getting ready for the college basketball tournaments and we knew there was this coronavirus but there's no way it was gonna affect this and boom 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 in three days it's like everything's shut down yeah. one after the other after the other well, I mean, who's to think if we started over fresh on August 1st or September 1st that by November 1st, we're not back to where we are again unless we found a cure for it. Now, maybe there's something I'm not understanding, but um, it's something I'd like some of the medical experts to be able to explain to me is how do, we, how do we fix it so that when we come back together, it's not a thing again that just airs its you know, ugly head.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It's three weeks ago. As we tape this on a Wednesday, three weeks ago tonight that that NBA game in Oklahoma City got stopped because of Rudy Gobert testing positive for coronavirus. Three weeks ago. That's how much our world has changed in three weeks. Which I, shudder, know, I shudder to think how much more can it change in the next three weeks.
0: You know, I was talking to somebody uh, when this happened that week, um, and you know, it was conference tournament week as you know and so selection sunday was approaching and i and it was i it must have been an early part of the week because conference was going on i was talking to uh, an athletic director and in in he, he said uh i said well, what uh i mean i you know i because there was a lot of talk about well we might have to shut down the rest of the tournament you know i said well i said but uh hey, they're gonna they're gonna play the the NCAA tournament, and he said, "Oh yeah, no, there, there's there's no doubt we're walking away from nine hundred million dollars because that's what the turn, you know, what, may have to do without fans, and maybe we're hundred million dollars. Well, boom! I mean, we got off we got off that conversation, and and like you said, all you know what broke loose because you had, like you said, the NBA situation, which kind of. Sp- you know, spurned it, and all of a sudden, we got nothing. I mean, everything just one after the other. I mean, uh, you know, within one day, one afternoon, it was one o'clock. They shut down. Two o'clock, and you remember, well, the, the PGA Tour, we're gonna play the players. Boom, they played the first round, and they they shut it down. NASCAR said, "Yeah, we're gonna have a race." Said, "Come on out." Boom, Friday, they shut it down. It's like nothing. I mean, it was like you know, I mean, European League soccer, Australian football. It's just boom boom. And so now you think well, you know, logically there's too much money. Yeah, there's too much money. There's too much money to be shutting down the country as well, but we're doing it because it's a necessity and that ought to be a cause for concern when we're trying to discuss, you know, who might what might happen this fall.
1: All right, so let's talk a few minutes of football while I still have you. Uh, Tom Brady's a buck now, Philip Rivers is in Indianapolis, Nick Foles is with the Bears. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is in Charlotte. To my knowledge, Cam Newton is nowhere. What? Who are the winners and the losers in the quarterback uh, shuffle?
0: Well, you know, listen, uh, I don't know that Tom Brady has a lot left, but I do think he has – it was a good move for Tampa in that um, they didn't have a lot of options. Jameis Winston, going back to him, was not an option internally. They were not in a position to uh, all the talk about the free agent quarterbacks. Not many of them really were coming free. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott wasn't leaving Dallas, and Drew Brees wasn't leaving New Orleans, and, you know, Brady was pretty much the only one. Bridgewater, of course, went to, to Carolina. So they weren't going to be in a position to draft one. And I, I think that uh, the only thing, the general manager that drafted Jameis Winston, Jason Light, uh, the only way he can basically move on from Jameis Winston and keep his job is if he's able to convince the greatest quarterback of all time to 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 come on board, and, and they did. And um, it, and it's you know it's it's putting a lot of juice into. They sold a bunch of season tickets since he signed and all of that. So those those are all positives is it going to make a difference? Is is it going to put them over the top? Does it make them the favorite in the NFC? No, no. But I think that at least they've got a chance to be more competitive. Carolina's in a rebuild. Um, you know, the other, the other, you know, so I don't, I think Bridge Waters. it's good opportunity for them. But I, I think a lot of the moves are, you know, the South of the NFC has gotten a little tougher. Uh, Drew Brees is going to be back for at least one more year, probably just one. Um, and maybe the AFC East is a little bit more wide open than it has been in the past with with Tom Brady not being there, and, and likely Jarrett Stidham is, at least at this point, the favorite to get that starting job.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about Stidham. Do you see that? Is is From what you've seen from him at the college level, is Jarrett Stidham the kind of guy that can fit into a Belichick system?
0: Uh, he can, but right now he's so inexperienced. Uh, it's going to take some time. Um, I'm very aware firsthand what Bill can do, I'm very impressed with what Stidham was able, how he was able to work behind the scenes. I said he was just great, picking things up and learning. But it's it's look, it's going to be a long haul. I'm I'm not convinced that they're not going to make some other move at, with a veteran at a later date. And I don't think Brian Hoyer is anything other than a backup to whoever the starter is going to be. But I I, I don't know that I necessarily see the Patriots as a playoff team with jared as a starter but so much still with the draft and what i call the second wave of free agency still needs to take place i wouldn't count them out but um i certainly certainly don't see them making the move but but as outside of the nice start last year the patriots really struggled with tom brady i I don't know that jared stidham gives them a better chance to be successful uh, in terms of a playoff run this year.
1: You mentioned Drew Brees and one more run at it. Uh, have the Saints done enough in the offseason, and what do they need to do in the draft to maximize that, that run?
0: Well, Emmanuel Sanders helps. It gives them a really legitimate number two receiver, and Michael Thomas has been everything. Um, adding another weapon, maybe a tight end, and getting maybe Jared Cook to be healthy for an entire year would help. Um, still need to add a couple of pieces on the defensive side um no i still think they're the team to beat in the south at this point but a good draft is a necessity and they've got only five picks they've got the least amount of picks of anybody so i think it's not going to be about a number of guys i think it's going to be about filling out some pieces and they're let's call it what it is they're going to need some good breaks health-wise to be able to make a run and look they've been consistently good been consistently the best team the nfc over the past three years not like each and every year but just over a cumulative effect they've been the most consistent team but they're going to need some good breaks, health wise, to get through. And you know, listen, this year it's going to be different uh, uh, with an, with an extra playoff team. You've got you know uh, only one team getting a, in a buy, so I think that's imperative for the Saints getting getting a buy and playing well. But that division's, I think, Atlanta's going to be a little bit better. I think that uh, the Bucs will be better, but I still think it's the Saints to beat uh, in the South.
1: Draft coming up. Let's just last thing assuming that the draft goes off as as we're uh, anticipating today obviously burrow's going one to cincinnati i think that's that's pretty obvious that's almost a pick that they have to make whether they want to make it or not and i suspect they do chase young's going to go second things start to get interesting after that isaiah simmons is there uh jeffrey okuda is there and then of course uh, a name that we've talked about a lot for the last two years Tua a is there what do you what do you sort of anticipate with uh the third and fourth picks. And then what do you, where do you see Tua going? Our thanks to Chris Landry for his time today on the podcast. Uh, We'll get him back on here soon. Like I said, we'll talk some more draft working on some other things as well. I believe Royce young with ESPN is going to join. We're going to talk uh, NBA, what that looks like now that uh, the season has been halted, whether there's a chance they can get back, how that impacts a lot of different things. We'll talk about a lot of stuff with Royce working on some other shows as well for some entertaining beer gardens here in this kind of uh, odd time in our lives. So, again, thanks to Chris Landry of Landry Football and LandryFootball.com. Until next time, take care.